Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Uh, 
I'm telling you, we're set, we're setting records, and it's here in the middle of September. We've been setting we've been setting records for for heat and the humidity to go along with it. Not like Albuquerque, where you don't have all this humidity. But uh, no, yeah, how high. about up there? How, how's your weather? Uh, we're at about 75 degrees today uh, with an expected high. Let's see. Well, tomorrow, 87. Um, we've been in the you know 80s and 90s still, warm days. We still get our little rumbling thunder around cocktail hour or so. Uh, occasionally it spits a little rain at us. We're really sort of past the monsoon season now, but I love it. I love the, I love the, the other day, the clouds in the sky. Oh my gosh. If I were an artist, I would have, I would have had to go right away to a canvas. They were unbelievable. So beautiful here. Well, just whip out the iPhone and you can shoot pictures of it. So, <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, won't won't be but ninety nine here today in in uh, Nashville, so a little different mm-hmm. from out there where you are. But anyway, we yeah. have to wish a couple of our friends a happy birthday today, Mr. Mike Blakely and Mr. Brad Hornsby. Both have been on the show in the last couple of months, and so we want to wish them a very happy birthday. Happy birthday to Mike and a happy birthday to Brad. But um, we have. A hot show today. It is oh, going to be full yeah. of Western swing, full of Western <laughs> swing. And uh, tell us who our guests are. We have Shane Gousset and Stacy Lee from the Western Swing Authority Supergroup Band out of Canada. All right, they are absolutely fantastic. If you're not familiar with them today, you will be by the time this show is over because these guys are absolutely great. And then in the second hour, we've got our good friend, Mr. Robert Eversoll, who will be joining us. And uh, we've got a lot of questions for Robert today, and he'll have a lot of trail riding destinations and tips to share with us in the second hour of the show on Saddle Up America. But right now, let's go ahead and jump into a great song that they did with Mr. Ray Benson. That's the Western Swing Authorities. Dance with Who Brung You, and it is from the CD, Big Deal. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Stacy and Shane on this week's Campfire Cafe. Dance 
with to bring you to the bash. I had a friend from Texas, really had some style. He sang good old western swing and drove them wild. Uh-huh. Then a talent scout from Vegas said, boy, dress and sang this way. No way. In one short year, he broke and in L.A. Life ain't no 40 yard dash. That's what I said. Be in it for the long run. In the long run, you'll have more fun if you dance with your brand new to the band. Oh, yeah. Campfire Cafe, 
a couple who invite you to come shake your thing to some Western Swing. The Western <laughs> Swing Authority's distinguished and award-winning Shane and Stacy Gousset. Welcome. Thank Hi, you. Everybody. Hi, there. It's a pleasure hey, to be on the show. And that, I think that's the best introduction we've ever had. We could just stop there. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what they were in for, did they, Bobby? No. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I uh, guess. Well, it is absolutely great to have you guys join us. They've been looking forward to visiting with you and finding out more about you and sharing your great music with our worldwide audience. But um, let me start out with Stacy. Uh, oh, yeah. how, how did you get started in music? Well, you know, uh, I, I have literally been singing since before I could really speak very well. There are videos and uh, you know, back in the day, it was actually cassette tapes, and there's a cassette tape of my sister and I, and I think I was about two years old, singing Frosty the Snowman, and we were experimenting uh, with, with recording even back then, but I've been singing as long as I can remember. Um, I haven't always been singing country music. I haven't always been singing swing music, but music has been a part of my life right from the very beginning. Um, my dad loved Motown and R&B. I, I was a... Um, I was an avid musical theater buff. I did a whole bunch of shows when I was going through school. Kept me out of trouble. And uh, once I got into university, uh, I started going the country way, and I met Shane Gousset, and uh, my goodness. where the trouble started. That's where the trouble started, and look where we are now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Shane, how about you? How did you get started in music? Well, um, I guess mostly because of my grandfather, uh, and uh, he was a he was a, a step dancer, which is uh, kind of goes hand in hand with fiddle music up here in uh, in Canada. And so he loved old time fiddle music, and uh, and he got me hooked on it. There were always fiddlers around the farm all the time, and so I was watching that. And so by the time I was nine, I was begging my parents to get me a fiddle. Like that's what I really wanted to do, and uh, and so you know they they caved and they got me one and. Got big into that and did the contest for a little while and then got a little older and we had a family band and I toured with that for a, uh, quite a long time and then uh, and then different opportunities started to present themselves and I you know and just kept going and playing with all sorts of different people and and you know and, until we're here today. All right, all right. Now I better ask this question of Stacy. How long have you guys been married? Uh, that's really funny because you know we talked about this before. Now we've been married for coming up on 17 years, uh, end of this month. So, but we've been together for about 23. So. End of All next right. month, actually. Oh, that's right. End of next month. <laughs> Shane, how did you meet? Uh, we met. Well, this is a good story, actually. Okay, so well, we met when we were in school. We were in both going to a Wilfrid Laurier University up here in Ontario, and. Uh, I was playing with a band. It was the country night at the uh, at the pu at the pub. bar, the campus bar, and uh -huh. uh, so I was playing in the band. And I came in with my football team. Really? Oh, oh, the powder team came in, and uh, on the break, uh, this girl comes up, starts talking to me, and she tells me how she's a singer and she's looking for bands to sing with, and and you know I guess I seemed approachable, and she came and started asking me and. I was no fool. A pretty girl comes and starts talking to you. I said, well, sure, I can. You should probably give me your phone number because, you know, I know lots of players in town. 
And uh, yeah, we got together, uh, and it turns out she, you know, really, 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 really could sing, uh, yeah. for real. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of how it all started. All right. All right. Well, who was the first one to know that the other was the person for them? Oh. Oh. That's a hard trick one. I kind of think I was the one. I'm not going to oh, okay. lie. I think I, I think I might have beat him to it. You know, there was just something about him, even from the day that that I met him. He was just, there was a kindness where, you know, Sometimes when you're, you know, in a bar or, you know, with a whole bunch of musicians and stuff, you can just kind of tell who's there to be a player and who's there to because they love what they're doing. And, and he just seemed like the nicest guy, you know, to approach. And, uh, and I was right. It was, the, you know, the, the, the smile and, uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm not going to lie, it was his butt too, but the, the <laughs> smile and his, and his butt, that, that uh, hooked me right from the moment and, you know, I might not have known it at that second that he was the one, but there was definitely a reason why I walked up to him that night, for sure. Oh, gosh, that's great. That's great. Well, Shane, you can feel good about yourself now after that. So I, that's I, pretty yeah, good. very, very good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. Hey, I want to get to another song real quickly, and we're going to come back and talk more with uh, Stacy and Shane. But this is a, absolutely a beautiful song. And uh, this was written by the two of you and Carolyn Martin. It's one called In the Middle of the Song. And we're going to come back and find out how they wrote this one. But I want our audience to listen to this. This is one of the most beautiful songs I think you'll hear today. Better hold on tight, or she'll slip right through your 
that's where it all goes wrong And you find out you've been playing second fiddle all alone When she leaves you like you left me And I know you won't forget me Cause you left me In the middle of the song In the middle of the song with voices Carolyn Martin along with Stacy from the Western Swing Authority. This is from their new CD. We'll still call it a new CD. Uh, big deal. What a beautiful song. Stacy, tell us a little bit about how you guys first met Carolyn and, um, and then how this song came to be. Well, we have been friends of uh, Miss Carolyn for quite a few years now. Um, initially, we were we were really just fans. Um, when we first started the Western Swing Authority, um, the Time Jumpers were a huge inspiration to mm-hmm. us, along with you know, many others. Obviously, Asleep at the Wheel, and and yeah. uh, it was during the the evening when we were watching the Time Jumpers PBS special where Shane looked over at me and said, "Oh my God, I would love to have a band like this." And I said, well, why don't, you, why don't we do it? Like, what that, what's stopping us? And uh, so he, I mean, that was the night the band was born. Um, and we were watching Miss Carolyn, and we were watching Dawn and, and all the guys, and uh, it was just such a magical kind of serendipitous moment that from that moment on, we, you know, we, we, were, we started as fans. And then uh, Shane ended up actually uh, sending her a tweet. <laughs> he was star on Twitter. <laughs> And uh, and sent a message. I'm going to let him yeah, tell the rest. She, she had uh, an album coming out, and we had been following her, like we said, for quite some time with the Jumpers. And when she, then when she went, uh, when she was doing her own thing, and uh, I I forget how it came up, but I just made some mention on Twitter. I said we should do a show together sometime, and she sent back and went, absolutely, let's do it. And oh wow! And then Shane looked up me and went, oh my god! Really? <laughs> so we had um, we had a couple of shows. Yeah that uh, were coming up in and around that time. One was in Toronto at a place called Hughes Room, and then there was another at a place close to where we lived called the Commercial Tavern. And Carolyn was coming up to Canada to do a couple of shows as well. And so we... So she joined us. We joined forces. That was in 2013, I think. And uh, and we did these shows together. And then she did a couple shows, and one of the shows, uh, Ed and I went and played uh, for her. Ed is our steel player. And uh, yeah, and so from that moment on, we the, we just had such a great time with them, and and they literally really just took us under their wing, and uh, you know from that moment on, they you know they've been the biggest champions of our band and and us of them obviously. Um, they've been so generous with their time and of their and that you know introducing us to all the people that we needed to meet. Uh, there's an organization called the Ameripolitan Music Awards um, that right. we were. Um, that we were discovered by the first year of its inception, um, we, you know, we found out that we were nominated. Um, we'd never even heard. I mean, we had no idea that anybody had ever heard of us either. Um, but <laughs> we've been nominated as a band um, or singer every year since the beginning of that. Um, and, we, I mean, we've got people like Carolyn uh, to thank for that. I mean, she's, she's really, you know, been the biggest champion of our band. When we asked uh, if she wanted to write a tune, she absolutely said yes, for, of course. Um, I mean, she was, she's just been wonderful. Um, you know, we've, we've stayed at their place in Nashville when they were still living there, and, uh, you know, man, 
just just a wonderful, kindest-hearted human I've ever met. And she makes the best yeah. homemade biscuits you'll ever have. Woo! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's cooking with Carolyn, right? <laughs> oh, it's oh, cooking yeah. with Carolyn. That, that album is for real. <laughs> that is that is real oh, life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, when what you, a cool story wrote, that is. When, when, may I just ask one more question about the writing process? Uh, were you in the same room together, or was this a, a um, over the internet singing to each other, sending ideas? You know, was this a how how did you? What was the actual process of putting the song together? Well, this this one in particular was done during a Skype session, so we, yeah. we were able. To, you know, it was kind of like being in the same room. It was it was in real time, but it was uh, it was online. So. Um, we didn't do a lot of sending back and forth, but it was in real time over a couple of hours, and uh, yeah, so fun. It, it came, came together very quickly. quickly, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it is yeah. it is a beautiful, beautiful song. Great, great song. And uh, I, I want to go ahead and get to another song, and I will caution our audience that uh, <laughs> you are not having problems with your internet connection <laughs> right now. I know which one it is. I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is one called Big Balls in Cowtown. We'll be right back. The number you have dialed, one eight zero zero four two two six nine six six has been changed to one eight zero zero seven five two nine nine seven two. Please note the new number is one eight hundred play WSA. Hmm. That's easy. Hello, this is George. Hey, George, this is Shane. Well, hey, Goose. What's on your mind, buddy? Well, I just wanted to tell you how excited we are about having you on the record, and I was wondering what song you wanted to do. Well, you know, I'm not too sure. I... Wait a minute. I think it just hit me. What'd you say? I said, it just hit me. Well, them boys hit me four times with a little bit of baseball.
blues with big balls in town. Oh, yeah. Big balls in Cowtown, we'll all go down. Big balls in Cowtown, we'll dance around. Be careful what you wish for 
he does a lot of everything uh, solo stuff now, and his albums are fantastic. If you haven't heard them, they're so, so good. And before that, he was part of a group, an iconic Canadian band called Prairie Oyster, and they oh. were huge up here, and ironically started out as a Western swing band. Wow. So he yeah, music. Yeah. Yeah, and I had forgotten that about them. You have an exceptional band. There are seven of you in total. Can you tell us a little bit about your other band members? Oh, their pedigree is amazing. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's a, it's a great bunch of guys, uh, and we've all been friends for many, many years. Some of the people in the band are were there the night that Shane and I met in that pub uh, 23 <laughs> years ago. Um, some of them were playing in the band that he was playing in. So uh, Ed Ringwald, our steel guitar player, um, he toured with Gordon Lightfoot for years and years and years, and many Ian, other people. Ian Tyson, Ann Murray, yeah. he did all sorts of stuff. He, he's got, uh, yeah, he's got, he has bragging rights for on all of us e- yeah. easily. But he's the most humble guy you'd ever meet. He'd never, he'd never do it. Um, but just a wonderful, wonderful musician and a wonderful person. Uh, Paul Chapman, again, probably one of the recorded most anyway. recorded guitar players up here for sure, um, and one of the best chicken pickers you'll ever hear too. He doesn't do that when we're playing the swing stuff, but wow, can he ever <laughs> he ever do it? And uh, wow. yeah, we uh, Dan Hallett is the uh, other fiddler, so I play fiddle and Dan plays fiddle. Um, Dan Hallett played with the Good Brothers and Cassandra Bassick, and there's lots of uh, great Canadian bands up here that Dan has worked with. Um, and then we've got Matthew Lima, who's it's the youngest the member. Young, the young pup, we call him. The young, the young fellow <laughs> with the big bass, uh, and he, uh, yeah, he's been with us since day one, and just a fantastic, fantastic musician. Oh yeah. And Jimmy Boudreaux, who's been on the drum chairs for the, well, for quite some time now. I'm going to say since 2015, I think. Mm-hmm. It's going to be four or five years anyway. But I've, we've known Jimmy for years. We've played for Jim with Jimmy. Uh, for with on gigs for years and years prior to that, um, I'm surprised he, he wasn't the first guy we asked initially. That's right, and he was. Uh, he's actually more known in the blues world up here. Mm. Oh. So, uh, so yeah, it's just it's it's great having everybody come from their different backgrounds and bring that because you know as you know Western swing as a genre in and of itself. Um, you know, incorporate so many different kinds of music. Mm-hmm. You've, you know, you've got country, you've got swing, you've got jazz, you've got blues, you've got all that stuff kind of around with the, you know, with the traditional sounds. Um, so having all of the instrumentalists also um, coming from those different backgrounds, I mean, I, I think it gives us a little, a little, uh, I don't know, it gives us it a, gives a little sound, unique right? sound that, that unique, maybe not every band would be like. So what's it what's it like to travel with seven of you? That's a lot of equipment, oh. a lot of instruments, a lot is, of. Is that question directed at me? Because I as the do. only one in the band, I can say that it's really loud and a lot stinkier than it used to be. <laughs> I, I was gonna. Have you ever travel heard of the expression together. "herding cats"? Because that's kind of what it's like too. I think. <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of boys and a lot of schedules to juggle. Yeah, it's a big job, but it's worth it. Yeah. How often do you guys travel into the United States to perform down here? 
Not nearly as much as we would like to. Um, we would love to do it more. Um, the boys at the border have made it a little more difficult for those of us in Canada to get down there. Um, it's quite expensive for us to get the paperwork um, in order to get down there, but goodness, we would love to get a run of shows that would make it uh, make us uh, able to get down there. But, but yeah. we have been down. Yeah. We have been down in several instances, and yeah, we're hoping to come down uh, a whole lot more for sure. Yeah, yeah. we got a chance. Actually, there are a few. Uh, there are a couple of neat times that we've had a chance to come down and play. Um, we got a chance uh, for the Ameripolitan Awards um, two times, once in Austin, Texas, and once uh, in Memphis just last year. And uh, the year before last, our band got the opportunity. The, here's, here's the craziest. Talk, talk about getting across the border. So there's a lot of paperwork you have to do, and it takes a while for it to get done. And oh, it's yeah. not a big deal, to do, but it does. It takes time. It takes time. And uh, yeah. we got a phone call. From where well, we got a message, I guess, from Jimmy Mattingly, and Jimmy Mattingly is a fiddle player who plays with Garth Brooks. And Jimmy, uh, Stacy did a bluegrass. I, I did a show. bluegrass show with him uh, at Niagara Falls um, at the casino down there with a girl named Ashley Lewis, who is a bluegrass player, and uh, met a whole bunch of wonderful people. And Jimmy was one of the ones in the band when uh, when we did this show. He's become a, he's been a great supporter of the band, and he he sent us this message. He goes, look, I got this gig. For you guys, and I think it'd be great if you could do it. Can you think you could, uh, you know? But it's kind of last minute. But it's for uh, it's for Bob Doyle's birthday party, and Bob Doyle is Garth's manager, and he's like, you know, I think it'd be a really good thing if you could come down and do this. And, yeah. Uh, and so we're I'm going to have them call you if you're interested. And so. <laughs> and we're sitting on the couch going, was, we're interested. <laughs> but it was literally it was a week and a half away. And wow. Yeah. So. And Bob said he wants a Western Swing Band. He said they called the Time Jumpers and they couldn't do it. So they were wondering who they should call. I told them to call you. So we somehow made it work. We ended up down there, and it was a surreal evening. We talked to the union. We got the papers. We got everything that we needed to do. and We played at the the Standard, the back room of the Standard for the private party. And wow. You, you know, and pretty weird thing yeah. to see Garth Brooks and Chisher Yearwood and Steve, Steve Warner, Warner and, and all these guys kind of standing in the audience watching you. <laughs> it was a, but it was fantastic. It was yeah. a great night. One we'll never forget. I will never forget that night. Oh, that's great. That's great. Now, Shane, I know that you have played at the Opry in the past. What was that like for you? Oh, the greatest. You know, I think as a musician, if you if you love country music, uh, it, you know that's. That's the that's the thing. That's the thing you want to do. And uh, I was fortunate enough. Uh, we haven't gone with the band yet. We really want to play the Opry with the band. That would be amazing. Uh, I was there. I was fortunate enough to go and play with an artist up here by the name of Dean Brody. And uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, work with Dean. And uh, he had an opportunity to play the Opry. And he said, you know, he could bring two players with him. And so I was one of the guys that that he brought along. And uh, yeah, there's it's a magical. It's a magical thing, and I made sure that I scuffed my boots along that center circle as much as I could when I <laughs> pick up some of that mojo I was going across. Uh, gosh. Well, I actually, I think you guys need to play the Opry, and uh, and you know enough folks, you know Ranger Dugs with the Time Jumpers and Vince Gill and and uh, and some of these other guys oh, well, that are, yeah, just just put in. Everybody would put in a good word for it. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Well, I want to get to another song real quick. It's one that everybody's going to recognize, My Window Faces the South. This is the Western Swing Band, and we are talking with Stacy and Shane 
Gousset today on the Campfire Cafe. for different people 
and uh, I mean, I've already mentioned some of the people that Ed has recorded with, and 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 Chappie as well, uh, and we've all done, you know, a lot, a lot of session work, and um, and we are also used to working together as a band. We've done also a lot of uh, gigs where we've been hired for award shows and situations where we get hired just to be the band to back everybody up, and uh, mm-hmm. it's and again, I think we just we read each other fairly well, and. Uh, and we have a lot of experience in that in that sense. So we we there's something else that we can do that we love to do, and uh, you know, so we put it on the website, and we've actually done a fair bit of it. Mm-hmm. I can see why. You know, what I was really enjoying. I don't know if you saw it, but the Ken Burns um, concert uh, live at the Ryman um, that was on PBS last Sunday, kind of getting us all ready to kick off the country music film that he's done. And uh, he had a, a great band behind him, and Vince Gill seemed to sort of be the leader of that band. And I kind of think, you know, how come the Western Swing Authority wasn't, you know, backing up those guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We're just going to call Vince right yeah, up and, and tell him that. But <laughs> I don't know. Any band that Vince Gill's the leader of is a, is a good band. You know what? That was a great band. Uh, and wow, some just amazing musicians. Uh, for me, I mean, it's worth it just to watch Stuart Duncan play fiddle for a whole night like that on yeah. songs where yeah. he really gets to be featured. Uh, yeah, he's he's as good as it gets. That was a wonderful well, concert. I'm I'm very hopeful that it'll really bring uh, back sort of a nation, like Ken always does, a nationwide or international, you know, um, renewal of interest in country music starting with the very beginning and up through, you know, uh, Ray Benson was there with a sleep at the wheel right up through swing and so forth. I'm very excited about what's, what's coming. Yeah. Starting Me with too. <laughs> and I think there is a renaissance coming and I, you know, with the wonders of the internet, you know, a lot of people say that that's ruined a lot of things, but in a lot of ways it's made it better. You know, the, this generation um, has access to so much more music at their fingertips than we ever did. I mean, we had to go all the way down to the music store to get what we wanted, and <laughs> if it wasn't there, then you didn't see it, right? You, um, people yeah. just have to do a little bit of digging, and they can find exactly what they're looking for and so much more. Yeah, yeah. well, it was a great show, and, and everybody's looking forward to this Sunday when the uh, documentary kicks off. But you guys are absolutely great, absolutely great. And this, again, is well. a fantastic cd it's called the big deal by the western swing authority and right now we want to play one more fantastic song from that cd and it's one called this old bar and we're going to come back and talk more with stacy and shane in just a moment when we return on the campfire cafe
And sure enough, he was. We did a house gig there for seven years. Seven years. We played there every, two twice a month. We played there for seven years, and every we still go back and play, um, but not as on a regular basis anymore. But we still go back and play the commercial, and it's it's like a home to us. So we had to write a song about it. And then when you listen to those lyrics and it talks about Edna and you know nobody sits in her chair because they know she's coming, that's all. That's all true. That was Paul wow. Smokey. Smokey played fiddle. That's that's Paul's dad, and he had a band called the Smoky wow. Mountaineers, and and Edna would sit in the first table at the front, and she'd always have the one seat. And you went into that place, you knew nobody sat. Nobody in that sat place. at the family table until all the family was there. <laughs> if there was an extra seat, then you could. Then you were welcome to sit at it, and it's even the recitation was written with Paul in mind. Like you know, Paul, wow. he, he he spent many many years on the road. Uh, playing music, doing six nighters for years and years. And if anybody's life is a country song, it is Paul it's Weaver. Paul Weaver, and so wow. it's just that song had to be country, country, and it, it that's just him. how it came out. Well, it is absolutely a great song. The entire CD is great, and uh, and such variety that you'll find in the music there. And the name of the CD is Big Deal. It's the Western Swing Authority. I know that folks are going to want to know where they can purchase your music and uh, and where they can find your tour schedule, where, you, where you'll be performing, whether it's in Canada or in the United States. So give us the information sure. we need. Uh, yeah, well, if you're looking for the album, uh, if you want to buy a hard copy, you can get it through our website, uh, thewesternswingauthority.com, or you can get it at CD Baby or Amazon or wherever you get your your hard copy CDs and digitally you can get it on uh, iTunes as well and CD Baby and it streams as well on Spotify and Apple Music and pretty much anywhere you go looking for music you'll find us um, and then if you're looking for our schedule uh, if you go to our website uh, again www.thewesternswingauthority.com has all the information uh, you'll need to find, and as well, we're on all the social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and we would love to uh, have you follow us. So check us out, and uh, we hope we get to see see you guys soon. Well, I, lo- I tell you, I love you guys. Look forward to seeing you back in Nashville on the stage of the Grand Ole Opry sometime in the near future. Oh, so yeah, do we. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you guys... There you go. You guys have absolutely been great, and uh, we loved having you with us. We want to invite you to come back. you have any new projects in the work? Oh, there's always there's things always fizzling in the, in the back of our brain. <laughs> and, um, we've, yeah. got, uh, we've got a couple of Christmas tunes that are out uh, as of the past couple of years, so I know someday in the next couple of years we're going to try and get a Christmas EP going. Uh, that we'll have some some you know traditional Christmas and some and some original Christmas music, um, but you can find that a couple of those starting. We're talking with some people too about doing some live uh, live video uh, footage and uh, some recording in that sense as well. That's right, and we'd love to get some touring happening more in the states and perhaps even into Europe and uh, and beyond. So, yeah. you know, sky's sky's the limit. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, Thank you guys. Well, you guys have been great. We look forward to having you come back and visit with us again. And we're going to close out this segment of the show with one called Swinging from the Rafters. We have been talking with Stacy and Shane Gousset today. They are the, the force behind the Western Swing Authority. You guys have been wonderful. Thank you so much. 
Thank you, you so much. Thanks to you too, Bobby. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging from the rafters. There's a place down by the water, muddy, muddy water by the trestle tracks, where the big band plays on Saturdays and the rum runs thick and fast. Swinging from the rafters, boots and skirts and bolo ties, come dance your girl through the curling smoke of this unholy sight. Swinging from the rafters, we Poppies in his field out back Although we don't talk about it Cause he's a dangerous cat Ooh, at his barn we party Steel guitar and lantern glow This big band in five counties You ought to hear that drum Never been Gonna blow right out of here Like the 
Mr. Robert Eversole. Hey, Robert. Hello. How are you doing, my friend? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's a nice warm day here, and uh, getting everything ready to head out into into some cold winter weather here over the weekend and the first of next week. That sounds good to me. I, I told Bobby as we started the show that it has been hot as a witch's tail down here in middle Tennessee. So <laughs> Oh my. I think we're gonna hit about ninety nine today. But uh with a heat well, index a on different. top of that. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's different. A so where are you headed? Different. Uh into the Eagle Caps wilderness uh in Oregon. And they're actually calling for for snow and rain on Sunday no and Monday. Kidding. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. Wow. You know, uh should be interesting. 
Yeah, I saw somebody, a friend of mine up in Wyoming, had posted a picture on Facebook last night, and they had built in their fireplace, and they had a picture of the fireplace, the first fire for the year. And I'm thinking, good Lord, it's 80-something degrees at 9 o'clock tonight. You know, it's Yep. Like the higher you go, the <laughs> the cooler it gets. I know I was uh, out last night, uh, not in the fireplace, fireplace, but uh, I'm taking my uh, my tent stove with me on this trip because I'm expecting it to be kind of chilly. So I fired it up to make sure it was still going to be working. <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Well, Bobby always checks out your website and your Facebook page. I app, I happened to look at your Facebook page last night, and uh, and I saw something that was kind of strange, and and you were greasing your ball. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, and that, and, yeah, that video had a lot of likes. <laughs> So, oh heavens! I, I wondered if I was if I was gonna get uh, get called out on that. <laughs> well, you just did. You just did. Yes, I did. Um, so yeah, I, I switched out the uh, the uh, the hitch ball. On, I did a bad thing. I got a new truck. Well, a new to me truck. Congratulations. And yeah, yeah. Well, the little truck was fine. Uh, that's what happens when you go to the uh, the dealership to have windshield squirters replaced. <laughs> <laughs> you go in for a six dollar repair and you wind up buying a new truck. What do you say? So they they, uh, they saw me coming, I think. <laughs> so what? So what'd you get? What'd you get? I got a 2019 Ford F450. So. That next step up beyond the one ton. Uh, yeah. She's a, uh, a dually, and, and okay. she has a long bed. The part that I like best about her, she's got a 48-gallon fuel tank. So, oh, diesel? Yeah. Yes, diesel. Yep. Yeah. You'll, you'll go forever so, in this thing. That's kind of what I'm hoping. Uh, with my old truck, she had a, a small fuel tank, a 20-gallon fuel tank. And, you know, at 10 miles to the gallon for, you know, when you're towing, that's really not that far. No, that's not that <laughs> so, far. So, so yeah, so, but I tell you, going from uh, a 10, or I'm sorry, an 11-year-old truck to to a new one, as well as just a little bit bigger, uh, you know, I, there were things that I needed to switch around that I didn't even know there were options on, you know? Um, right. You know, so the the hitches was just a, a huge big thing. Um, you know, I want to be safe. I want my critters to be safe. So, getting all that stuff kind of moved and squared away was uh, a little bit something that I didn't think about when when I brought her home. I just figured big truck, you know, hook up the trailer and go, and it just wound up not being the case. <laughs> Well, you were sure greasing that ball, I'm telling you, my friend. <laughs> uh, gosh. Oh, me. Well, you know, people are are back here in the east. They're taking a little bit of a break with all of this heat we've had because this is about the second week of heat. Okay. And and I posted a photograph of uh, of my girl Sierra on Facebook yeah. yesterday and she said it was just too darn hot to ride when it's 99 degrees but 
that's not going to last long. That's going to change. All of a sudden, it'll break off and be cool and be perfect weather to be riding. And, yeah, but uh, what is it? The uh, the equinox is just not next week, but the the following, the the twenty third, I think, this year, right? Oh uh, no, that's I have to watch for that. Yeah, so I mean, that's the the astronomical start of fall. I mean, Labor Day is already come and gone, and that's the unofficial start of fall. You know that. We might we might as well enjoy this this warm weather while we got it because we're going to be complaining pretty soon about the <laughs> about the snow and the cold. I fear. Oh uh, gosh. Well, for folks that maybe have taken just a little bit of a break with the heat of the summer, um, you know they're they're kind of getting ready to gear up and get back out and hit the trails again. So you bought a new truck and, and uh, had to put a new ball on there. And, and what are, what are some other things that maybe people need to do if they haven't been riding, uh, too much, but they're getting ready to my, go out in my favorite season of the year. And that's, that's the fall. Uh, any, oh, yeah. any tips that you've got? Well, yeah, I guess. So, you know, we don't, I don't, well, we have the heat here, of course. I just go high to avoid it. But for the folks that have taken some time off for the heat, um, I had to put one of my my critters on some on some time out um, for a little bit. And I got to tell you, when I started swinging back on, like they were they were looking at me sideways, saying, "Well, that's not my job." <laughs> <laughs> so, so we went out in the round pen for a while and. And uh, I disabused them of that idea that my job was to uh, feed them, and that was it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so making sure that everybody's, you know, got their head in the game, I think, is paramount. And then, you know, just all the the trail conditions change so much in the fall. Um, you know, the 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 days are a lot shorter now than they were in June. Uh, yeah. And I'm I'm cer- certainly noticing that. So I've been planning my rides so that I get back, you know, b- before dusk. Uh, hopefully with with a hot cup of tea in my hand when dusk hits. There you um, go. And then the weather changes so quickly anymore. Um, you know, like I said, uh, I looked at the long range forecast for the Eagle Caps. I don't know, half hour or so ago. And they're calling for, you know, snow showers on Monday night. Um, but today, there right now, they said it was 62. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty big yeah. difference if, yeah. if, if you're not paying attention to the weather. Uh, I'm a big believer that there's no such thing as bad weather, just poor preparedness. Um, so I'll definitely be making sure that, uh, you know, I've got the – the warm weather gear as well as the wet weather gear with me on this particular trip. And I think that kind of counts for everybody. Um, so just those kinds of things. But in the, in the shoulder seasons, I think the, change, the weather changes really quickly, you know. Um, so are you ready for, for anything? And just the, you know, if you're bad about planning your rides like I am, give yourself a couple extra hours to get back to camp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh, Bobby Bell always goes through and she checks out your website to see what you've got on new, and uh, and I'll have to admit I haven't done that in the last week or so. Bobby, you have any question? Anything that you've seen you wanted to ask him about? Well, I see that you um, 
you know, those of us that host radio shows like, you know, Gary and me, we love it when uh, CDs come in the mail. And I also love to talk to authors and sometimes I get books in the mail, but you get really interesting deliveries. I saw you received a tent and a yeah. stove. <laughs> so, yep. um a little about those two recent um, uh, uh, acquisitions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know, Gary. Like, we're in like, the wrong uh, business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. The, the tent and the stove mean I have to be out in places where I'm going to need them. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> so, you know, like 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 most of the of the the horse riding world, with the exception of 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 you two, I am old. And <laughs> while my my one-man tents and two-man tents have been just fine, and my hammocks, of course, um, I don't I don't want to get down on my hands and knees and crawl in a tent anymore if I don't have to. So I splurged, and I got a tent that I can stand up in. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and yeah. so, uh, you know, it... I looked around for a long my my whole idea, the whole romantic side of camping is that is the pictures that we see uh in calendars and on the interwebs, you know, that the big canvas wall tent with the with the stove inside and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have enough stock animals to carry all of that. I wish I did. <laughs> Uh, so the new tent, it's it's uh, super lightweight. The whole thing, well, it's huge. It's 13 by 15 feet, and wow. it's uh, seven and a half feet tall in the middle. Wow! Uh, it's kind of kind of like a teepee shape, if you will. So, uh, but the whole thing weighs less than some of my my one and two man tents. So it's just a, a wisp. Uh, and well, I've got it. I set it out yesterday, and I sealed all the seams. Um, so it's drying right now. Getting ready to go in my pannier bags for the strip because I'm taking her for that. Uh, tell us, yeah, tell so, us, so Bobby, tell us, Robert, uh, tell us about yeah. sealing the seams. What did, I thought you just set a tent up and went. What's the deal with sealing the seams? Because I noticed you were talking about that. Yeah. So seam sealing is so back in the day, you didn't have to do it. Uh, and some tents you don't have to do now. But any place that uh, uh, a tent manufacturer sews something, you've got all these tiny little holes for, for the sewing, you know, for the for the thread. Okay. okay. Um, and every one of those little holes is a place for water to creep into. Uh, companies don't like to do it because it's a pain in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, you, you have to cover those those holes with something. Uh, so what I do is I take um, 100% silicone, you know, like a caulking right. uh, stuff. I mix that with a little bit of uh, paint thinner um, and stir it up real good. So it's like, uh, I don't know, the consistency of honey, I guess, kind of thinnish, okay. not super okay. not super thick. And then I just take a little paintbrush and I brush every single seam with that stuff. Um you know, if you use the clear silicone, it dries clear. <laughs> Don't okay. ask me how I f- figured that one out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have I have one tarp that has white white lines on it from my seam sealing. Oh um, no. Yeah, well, it, it's 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 the happy tarp. So, but 
But so you got to go over all those seams. Now you can, like I said, you can get tents that are already seam sealed. But uh, if anybody knows me, they know that I'm kind of tight with a penny, and I'd much you rather do it myself money. than pay yeah. someone to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah, so that's seam sealing. It's just a way to stay a little bit drier. There you go. There you go. Now, Bobby, yeah. I was I was interested in this stove. Yeah, the what stove. Yeah, tell us about the stove. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the stove is so cool. <laughs> the stove is so cool. Um, it's a it's a fold up stove. It's the little legs fold up and the pipe comes down and everything fits inside the little stove box. Um, I bet the thing doesn't weigh twelve pounds. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I fired it up last night, um, just you know, in in the driveway, and oh my, she got warm. I'm I'm almost wondering if it's going to be too warm in the little tent. It might be like a sauna in there, but it's just the cutest little thing. All the little stove pipes, you know, they all nest inside one another. Right, right. Um, so it's kind of like a little Russian nesting doll kind of contraption, um, and so yeah, I I, I have. High expectations of being warm and dry and having a hot kettle of tea. <laughs> you know, wow. While it's snowing and raining outside. Well, I was going to ask. The name? Is, go ahead, Bobby. I, I just wanted to know, I'm posting about the stove. What was the name of the manufacturer again on oh, that, Robert? The name of the manufacturer is NICO. Uh, K-N-I-CO. C-O. They're out of Oregon as well. Um, and yeah, just the, like I said, just the cutest little stove in the world. And, um, you know, it's got a little, it has a little warming shelf on it for my hot, hot pot OT. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. (laughs) Well, I was going to ask if it just keeps you warm or if you're able to cook on it any at all. I, it is big enough. So if you look at dimensions i guess i guess it's every bit of 18 inches long maybe a little bit more uh and the the stovepipe comes out the back and so i bet you i well i know i'll be able to put my little teapot on it it's plenty big enough for that but i've got i've got dreams (laughs) (laughs) so i've got a little a, a, a smallish cast iron griddle I'm going to make pancakes, gosh darn it. All I think right. I can do that. I might have every door in that tent wide open, but I'm going to make <laughs> pancakes. <laughs> that is too cool. That is too cool. Hey, let's take a break, and uh, and let's travel to a place that uh, the weather will be turning cool before long, if it hasn't already. This is a great song by our good friend, Mr. Dan McCorson. It's called Our Colorado Home. And we're going to come back and talk more with Robert the Trailmeister Eversole and Bobby Jean Bell when we return to Saddle Up America. From the Indian ponies to the narrow gauge reds, this old Colorado. Cowboys and outlaws and men of the land Ain't no better home for a cowboy 
left Missouri to start a new life. Across the wide prairie with a baby in white, we found us a spot beneath the cottonwood trees with the cool, clear water of a fast running stream. And those big purple mountains and the blue of the sky are laced up with snow decorated in white. I hear the bugle and elk, I watch the columbines grow. I love my home in
jogs my memory back to some really fabulous trips. Uh, I still keep a, uh, my, I call it my ride journal, uh, just a little written uh, uh, summary of, of the ride. Went here, was interesting, went here, uh, <laughs> fell off, what have you. <laughs> but but uh, to, to write it down on the side of the trailer, um, you know, it's, just it's a great way to jog your memory and bring up some some uh some great times in the past uh you know in the in the winter months it's not uncommon for Celeste and I go open that trailer door if we're looking for something and and look at that and and either she'll say or I or I'll say remember that Celeste <laughs> Uh, it's sort of uh, like putting the travel decals on your luggage, right? Exactly. <laughs> or your guitar exactly. case, you know? <laughs> So maybe that so, was one um, of the reasons I – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was the picture that I just posted on my Facebook page, it looks like Honey Meadow has been very popular. Uh, you, you've been there a bunch of years. Uh, I adore Haney year in Meadow. A row, not quite, but yeah. Yeah. Um, it's – Haney Meadow was the very first place that Celeste and I went horse camping when we moved to Washington State. Uh, and, you know, the it's my favorite place in Washington. Uh, we try to go back every year that we can, um, thus all the years listed. Um, the road getting in is not pleasant. Uh, it's 10 miles, and it will take you – easily an hour to get there it's rough it's bumpy there are side hills that aren't pleasant places you don't want to run into other other vehicles going the opposite direction you kind of get the idea Um, but it's my most favorite place in the world lots of loop trails and perhaps i talk about it too often Uh, i i got an i got an email i don't know a month ago from a, a facebook person and hey we're going to Haney Meadow, you know, what do you think? I love it. I hope you do too. And she got back and she was just disappointed. <laughs> it made oh, her no. sad. Um, there's been fires there. Uh, fires are part of the American West, of course. Um, right. But it's not all burned. You know, you go through patches. And where, where the, the trees have burned, um, you know, the, 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 the topsoil runs off with with the rain so the trails are pretty rocky in spots um so you know the riding is you know with all the loop trails and the views it's great but you know it's not some it's not for everybody i guess uh i go there because i have wonderful wonderful memories of it i just felt so bad that this lady went and you know didn't like the the bird area didn't like the rocks it's like you didn't ask me about that. <laughs> you asked if I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I had to learn to be much more um, uh, precise with my why do I like something. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, no, but yeah. now, you know that's, that's the reason there are different places to ride because different people like different places. And, exactly. And that's that's to be expected. I have a quick question. I was thinking about this. I don't know why I was thinking about this uh, this morning in the shower, but uh, now you're riding your mule now. What's yes, his name? Ruger and I. Ruger. Ruger. 
Yep. And uh, is what is Celeste writing? She's still writing Minning, the the Little Icelandic. Now the Icelandics uh, are somewhat gated, aren't they? Yes, they're not somewhat. They just are. It's like a, being on a little sewing machine. It's just fast yeah. and smooth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she still writes Minning. Minning. Would you like to hear a story? I would so like to. I had a fabulous idea, and I've thought about it for a while. I made the mistake of mentioning it to the National Icelandic Horse Congress. I was doing. They asked me to come down for some clinics a couple of years back um, at their national convention, and I mentioned it there. And I thought they were going to run me out on a rail. I said, "You know what would be the perfect Icelandic?" And they said, "What?" one that's crossed with a jack, a little Icelandic mule baby, and they were appalled. <laughs> but I've kept that in the back of my mind ever since, and I've almost got Celeste talked into letting, letting me take, take her, her little girl down to the vets and get her checked out so maybe we could have a little Icelandic mule baby. Uh, we'll see. We well, will you know... See. You know that's that's not far fetched because uh, uh, here in Tennessee they breed jacks to to the walking horses, and yeah. uh, they get they get some great great walking mules, gated mules. And, oh, I uh, betcha. And yeah, with the yeah. Atlantic, it's nice and short. You don't have that long to repent when you come off, and they just go and go and go. I. I did a bad thing. I think it was, must have been July. Um, Celeste and I, we went, well, to Haney Meadow. And, okay. And um, so I had all the critters up on the high line, you know, one evening. Uh, Backcountry Horsemen was there. They were, uh, the, some of the local chapters had gotten together. They were rebuilding parts of the, uh, the horse camp after the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to help dig holes, and and they would not let me run the 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 the, the track hoe tractor digger thing, but they let me run a shovel. So <laughs> <laughs> so so we were doing that, but they had a safety meeting. You know, it won't take but a minute. And and so I went, and I left the high line leads too long on both my mules. Because uh, it would just be a minute. So it's the thing that I tell everybody across the nation, don't do it. And I did. I got back, and both of the mules had uh, gotten a hind leg over that lead where they were scratching their ear, you know. Right. And, uh, and I had rope burned both of them, uh, which just makes your heart just sad. You know, it wasn't their fault. It was mine. Right. Uh, so I gave Ruger and Ellie, they've been on Ruger not nearly as bad as Ellie, but Ellie's been on light duty for pretty much ever since then. Um, but, you know, I've got places to go, things to do. So I've been taking Celeste Little Icelandic. And okay. one, of the, one of the places I took her was uh, the Pesaten Wilderness Complex uh, for another backcountry horseman work party. And you've got all these real packers here, you know, guys with the giant belt buckles and, right, right. and the big – the the big you know raw raw boned mules and stuff and they're they're hauling stuff and they're moving fast 
Yeah, and, yeah. All right, cool. I'll, I'll meet you at the top of the hill. We were re- replacing a bridge, you know, about six miles in, into the wilderness, and it was all uphill all the way there. And uh, I'll meet you guys up there. Ah, uh, you'll never be over there. You just get out of the way when we come by, past you. Whatever. <laughs> 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 so Minnie and I, and my feet are almost hitting the ground. She's only, what, 13 one-hands? 13 right. one-hands of me, I call it. But I just turned her loose. I didn't ask her to go fast. It's just what she does. And she didn't even break a sweat by the time we got to that bridge. And then we just sat and waited for the other ones to get up there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, So, so yeah, that's Minning. That I call the the circus pony sometimes. But, boy, she's a goer. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, the Icelandics are known for their gates. And uh, now, is Ruger gated or is, is he not? Yeah, he's gated. Uh, okay. And that will make you feel like you're going to pass blood at the end of it. Uh, <laughs> the wrong he, kind of gate. He, he is, yeah. he, no, he is, he is not gated. He's he's he he came out of a trotting trotting horse mama. Uh, okay. And you know, I think mules do have a little bit smoother. Uh, uh, walk than perhaps uh he's certainly a smoother walk than than LT my uh my my uh, Tennessee Walker uh that I first started trail riding with but really? um yeah very very smooth uh but you get him going past that walk and oh heavens you want to have He'll your mouth guard in and everything yeah. else yeah <laughs> Well, I wondered how that worked for you when the two of you were riding together. Uh, it works very well Christ because Atlantic. Celeste, yeah, Celeste will slow down for me. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. Well, that is so cool. Well, Robert, this has been fun talking about uh, you greasing your ball and finding out a little bit about that, and uh, and Bobby Jean finding out all about the tent and the and the cook stove. So yeah. let us know how. Let us know how that works out as far as what you can cook on that thing when you set it up. Oh, and, uh, definitely. Yeah, maybe maybe next time you can tell us about this trip and what kind of snow issues that you ran into when you were out there this time. <laughs> so you're assuming I'll be defrosted by then. <laughs> I'm assuming you'll be defrosted. You'll be somewhere <laughs> where it's nice and warm when you call into the show. But, All righty. Uh, uh, but anyway, I want to remind folks to visit trailmeister.com. It is the finest trail riding website in the world. Uh, you can find trail maps and you can find uh, all of the information you need on traveling and camping and uh, and great video and great uh, products that you can check out as well. So trailmeister.org and, uh, and great videos that Robert has done. They're just a ton of fun to watch. And uh, you can get a good look at the guy if you have him. If you have him on the radio, no you heavens, sure that'll make people him. click away. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, well, Robert, thanks so much. Have a safe trip. Have fun, and uh, and I hope the seals hold on your tent, okay? <laughs> Me too. We'll find out if I did it right. You guys have <laughs> a fabulous month and ride safe. All right, we'll do it. Thank you so much, Robert. Robert, the Trailmeister ever so. Thanks a lot. We'll be right Thank back. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll be right back and visit more with Miss Bobby Bell when we return on Saddle of America. Well, it's you. 
So be sure and check out the Western Swing Authority. Uh, did you have a favorite song that we played today? Oh, my goodness. You know, I listened, through, um, I listened through all of them several times, and, and my favorite would just uh, switch every time I listened through. I, I do like middle of the song, um, the co-write with Carolyn and Stacy, and I guess Shane was probably co-write on that too. I, I yeah. there's something about Carolyn's voice, and with uh, Stacy's, I just it was just a beautiful song. It was. I, I really enjoyed that. So uh, anyway, great folks. Certainly enjoyed talking with them. And again, we want to encourage you to visit their website and visit them on Facebook and their other social media, and uh, be sure and follow them. And, uh, man, I'd love to have them playing in Nashville. They're just super, 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 super talented folks. Well, it has been a good show, and uh, we've got a great show lined up next week. Joining us on the Campfire Cafe is who? Ron Christopher, a good friend from California, my old stomping grounds. Your old stomping grounds. So we're going to be visiting with Ron on that. And then, uh, if you remember, Bobby, back in February, we talked with a young lady who was moving to North Dakota, to the Black, or to the South Dakota, to the Black Hills, and starting a campground called Bridal Ridge. And so Sherry yes. Spurlock is going to come back and visit with us uh, next week on Saddle Up America to talk a little bit about what that move has been like and to share some information about her new campground. She's got about seven months under her belt. That should be kind of interesting to visit with her. And uh, the uh, Buffalo Roundup is going to take place, I think, in about two weeks. So that should be a good, good, good show. So any any kind of closing thoughts or things you'd like to share with us today? Uh, well, I have a uh, quote here from Oprah Winfrey. There is no greater gift you can give or receive than to honor your calling. It is why you were born and how you become most truly alive. That's that's good. That's a that is a you always have such good thoughts. Such good thoughts <laughs> to share. Uh, the International uh, Western Music Association came out with uh, all of their nominees for the uh, IWA Award, IWMA Awards that are going to be taking place in November. And uh, and our good friend, Mr. Clint Bradley, has a great song we're going to close with today called My Rifle, My Pony, and Me. But I think, is this the first time Clint's been nominated with IWMA? Um. That's a good question. I remember with the AWA, um, I'm thinking that um, a song might have been nominated in the past. I don't remember that he's been nominated as Male Performer of the Year, and that's very exciting. We are the International Western Music Association, and so for Clint from England to be in the – with these five, four other amazing gentlemen, all past guests of our show, Gary Allegretto – Doug Figgs, Jim Jones, and Barry Ward, to see Clint's name among them, I know he's just walking on air today. So um, that's really it's exciting for all five of them, and I, I would not want to have to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that we've got, we've got posted on the Equestrian Legacy radio page all of the nominees if you want to go check that out there. Um, and I got really tickled. Uh, I had been texting with Mary Kay this morning, 
and uh, and I just happened to congratulate her on her nomination for Female Performer of the Year, and she texted back and said, I didn't know. Thank you for letting me know. So, oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. But anyway, it, it's, uh, it's a great show. That's going to come up in November, and uh, uh, be sure and check out the, the nominees that are on there for their award show that's coming up. But uh, Bobby, it has been so much fun, and I guess it's time for us to saddle up and hit the trail today on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network and invite everybody to join us again next Thursday, beginning at noon Central Standard Time for the Campfire Cafe, followed by Saddle Up America. And uh, we're going to remind folks that they can go back and listen to over 500 archived shows by visiting our website as well. So I know you've got uh, you've got another show to do today, don't you? Uh, yes, I will be recording the Out West Hour, and then tonight we are back live um, off a little bit of a hiatus with the Writer's Block with uh, Jim Christina and myself, and we'll be interviewing a wonderful author, Peggy Chambers. All right, so that is fun. This girl stays so busy doing so many different <laughs> radio shows, so be sure to catch her on the Writer's <laughs> Block from L.A. Talk Radio and then the Out West Hour on KUPR.org on Saturdays beginning at 4 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. But uh, in the meantime, we appreciate you listening today. And again, we're going to close out the show today with a great song from our friend over in the U.K., Mr. Clint Bradley. It's one that you are certainly going to remember, one called My Rifle, My Pony, and Me. Thanks for listening. The sun is sinking in the west The cattle go down to the stream The red wings settle on the nest It's time for a cowboy to dream Purple light in the canyon that's where I long to be with my three good companions. Just my rifle, pony, and me gonna hang my sombrero on the limb of a tree. Coming home, sweetheart, darling. Just my rifle, my pony, and me. Just my rifle, my pony, and me. Whippoorwill in the willow sings a sweet melody. Just my rifle, pony, and me No more cows to be roping No more strays 
Well, I see around the bend She'll be waiting For my rifle, my pony, and me Just my rifle, my pony My rifle, my pony. 